When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The college football playoffs are here, and getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. By searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, Irish Illustrated listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code IRISH today. That's promo code I-R-I-S-H for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Welcome to Irish Illustrated Insider, brought to you by Catanzari Financial Services and Anderson, Augustino, and Keller. It's a few hours after Notre Dame's 30-3 loss in the Cotton Bowl to Clemson with Tim O'Malley, Tim Priester. Pete Sampson's still doing his work at the stadium, so we wanted to knock this out and, um, you know, give the post, post-mortem to another uh, another major bowl in which Notre Dame has laid an egg. I think this one's a little bit different because, you know, obviously the Notre Dame can't afford to lose a player like Julian Love in a game like this against a receiving core in a passing game like that. And so that was a bad break. And then, you know, he had the bad break of the the call on the, the fumble kickoff that was overruled. But ultimately, I mean, over the course of 60 minutes, you, you know that, I mean, Notre Dame was not going to make inroads offensively, even if those things go their way. Julian Love probably doesn't get beat like Dante Vaughn did, but... The bottom line is, at the end of the day, Nordham got hammered 30-3, and, and there there are no legitimate excuses. It's you against Clemson, you have to come ready to play. And I, I'd say they came ready to play, but they weren't they – weren't, they did not put themselves in a position to sustain it. I felt like you and I both believed when that first touchdown hit against Vaughn, they're going to lose because they don't have Dante Vaughn – they don't have Julian Love, and they missed that break. As the game went on, it became clear they weren't going to score anyway. I mean, Clemson completely dominated them. And that's the biggest surprise for me is that Notre Dame couldn't find any adjustment to everything Clemson was doing. We, we talked about how much they're going to get stuffed, how that doesn't have to matter. You can find plays to make their players didn't make plays. And, and Brian Kelly mentioned after the game he didn't put them. This is coach speak, but it's true. They weren't in great position to make plays. I don't, I don't, I don't know why it was, they were so suffocated everywhere not just the running game they really yeah. could not get past that. I need to I need to see the TV version to understand what Ian Book was and wasn't yeah. doing he was 17 for 34 just 160 yards he was sacked six times you know there there's some speculation about there out there about him missing wide open receivers I can't as we speak yeah. right now I can't I can't judge that we can't 
watch everything that goes on and track the game. He underthrew Boykin for a touchdown. Boykin said after the game he should have caught it and he was interfered with, but he's a big-time player and he has to make that catch. He definitely was interfered yeah. with, but they didn't want to call another interference another against Clemson. In the same breath, Boykin said they were open a lot and it was the defensive front that won the game for Clemson. He yeah. was – and, I mean, he's ultimately he's right. The defensive front did everything. Um, they were advertised as the best, and they were. Yeah, and, I, you know, I mean, I thought early, I thought in the first quarter, Notre Dame, I think they only had 34 yards rushing, but it was an effective 34 yes, yards. That would have been final game, 34, 34, 34. Yeah, oh, yeah 34. absolutely, and I, and, I, and I thought that there was some progress being made. You felt good, okay, they got through the first quarter. Then you realized that they didn't have love. Then you had the call in which – I really don't know yeah, why no, that was turn. overturned because it wasn't definitive. It was the ball was right on the line, but it wasn't definitive to to change it. So I mean, it's a it's a bad break, but I, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on that because Notre yeah. Dame got hammered. At, at the end of the day, you got hammered, and it, Julian Love gets hurt. Well, you know, I mean that somebody from Clemson. Somebody very important from Clemson could have gotten injured too, and he didn't. And C- Kelly mentioned after the game, we have to overcome one main injury. Right. Kenny said Clemson overcame one main injury. You do. You, it's Now, look, we cover Notre Dame closely. People listening know this. Dante Vaughn was supposed to be the fifth corner. Nick Watkins transferred. He became the fourth. Sean Crawford got hurt. He became the third. Tariq Bracey, they must not have thought, could match yeah, up with I, I, the well, height I, of I, Clemson. Yeah, a, yeah. You know, I, get, I mean, I guess. I mean, I think he's got pretty decent yeah. length for a corner. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm kind of. I look at that. I'm kind of disappointed that they couldn't get Tariq Bracy back on the horse after struggling a little bit against USC. You had five weeks to do it. And I wonder when he replaced Vaughn Pryor against Pittsburgh. It was to the field. Maybe he just doesn't have the bounce. I don't know. That's not true. They cross trained so much with the experience. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But uh, all we know is that they didn't go to. <laughs> they did not. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't. They did, just didn't have an answer. Um, they they just didn't have an answer. And and Justin Ross, who is an excellent excellent young receiver, the 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 the, the touchdown catch on the tip by Vaughn is just absolutely spectacular. Yeah, I, that, that was Higgins, your guy. Who? Oh yeah, that was also yeah, that's right. That was Higgins. That illustrates yeah. how good the two are. Because yeah, I mean they're kind of interchangeable <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Five and eight, and they both have great. They're both six. I think they have the exact same dimensions, exactly height and weight. As a matter of fact, and so, Lawrence got hot, and the, the frozen rope to Ross for the second touchdown was a great. Throw. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. Just, he, he's he's really good, and and that's another thing. I mean, I thought early on Nordin was getting a pass rush, but yeah, yeah. Julian Okwara never came back in the game, did he? And, and Khalid Kareem, you know, went down again, uh, like he did many times during regular season. So I mean, some people were saying, "Well, why is Jameer Jones in there?" Well. You know, I mean, the same way uh, Ogan Deji's in there, and he did pretty well. He had he had probably one of his most effective, if not his most effective game in, in Notre Dame uniform. I, they slowed down the running game. I mean, ETN, they bottled that up. That was something I said a thousand times that I was concerned about, and they yeah. took care of it. So that was really, really positive. But when you hit the big play, and that's the other thing. I mean, Notre Dame did not give up big plays all year, and they put themselves in a position where they did. And they were crushing Gilman. Gilman kind of Gilman and Tranquil both kind of said that's why we lost. I think they lost for other reasons as well. But if you look back, third and fourteen, they get a fifty-two yard touchdown. Yeah. Third and one, a sixty-two yard touchdown to knock it out. You know, it's just it lost composure. The Jerry Tillery penalty still bothers me because instead of kicking a very long field goal or having nine seconds to try to get into field goal range, it goes to the nineteen instead of the thirty-four. That's a fifty-one yard field goal in the half. Right. You get a touchdown at the end of the half. Now. 
Sure, four plays, eighty yards. So in a fifteen to three instead of sixteen to three. Sixteen to three. Twenty-three to three. It's yeah. a different feeling. It just now nah, it might not. I mean, it might not have mattered. Notre Dame couldn't could not move the ball. They we worried about them getting the red zone and not scoring. That only happened <laughs> once. They didn't get. They got and to the forty did. and couldn't score. And yeah. it's just. I mean, they they ran into a team that was better than them today, and they had no breaks, and it all added up to an ugly game. Irish Illustrated listeners get ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app. And enter promo code IRISH, that's promo code IRISH, I-R-I-S-H, for $10 off your first seat geek purchase. Um, I, you know, I, we talked about stopping the run, um, and I thought, I mean, I, otherwise I thought Tillery and Bonner, Don, Bonner played Bonner well. Bonner had his best game. Yeah, he really yeah. did. <laughs> he really, really played well. And, and their pass rush was, I mean, they got banged up, they got banged up with their pass rushers, and, and again, um, Clemson didn't get banged up. I, I think ETN at one point left the field and, and he came back in the game. And, and so, I mean, just, you know, maybe here's the reality of it, Tim, that there's Alabama and there's Clemson yeah, and sometimes there's Ohio State and maybe Georgia. And then Notre Dame's right at the back of that pack. And maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's just where there's, that, that certainly that's where their ceiling is right now. And yeah, you would have to like. I think someone asked a couple questions on podcast or Twitter that if you just took a, a collection of like, what if Quentin Nelson was on this team and Will Fuller? Well, yeah, you would compete if you had Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, and Will Fuller on the 2018 team because you have a really good team now. But that's not how recruiting works. I mean, no, you're, you're not going to get so all those guys. To, all you the have time. to re, you have to you, recruit to that level. You do. You, I, I don't think because if Love played. This still is a game that Notre Dame does not win because they can't score. Right. I, I, I don't know what, if Miles Bookins right or not when he's saying he was separating a receiver and they were open. I think receivers say that no matter what. And I think Sam Mustafer, when he says they weren't out physical up front, he's going to say that no matter what. <laughs> and Alohi Gilman saying that they weren't faster than us, he's going to say that no matter what. That's How all come, well, then why was Gilman chasing? Right. It, it's, all those things are acceptable for a player to think, even to say, because he has pride, but there's also reality. And... If they weren't faster than Notre Dame, you could have fooled me. I know for a fact they were more physical than Notre Dame. And honestly, we, we don't know all this by watching one game live, but they certainly seem more prepared and coached. They, yeah, they, they yeah. definitely did. And Chip Long didn't have any answers. No, we thought I, he would. I, I thought he would. Right, I thought he would. We were uh, Somebody said, uh, asked a question for your podcast. I mean, did we over, overrate or over-evaluate Chip Long's effectiveness in this game? I guess you have to say yes. Yeah. I think there's a very fine line there, or it's a cumulative thing where, you know, if your if your offensive line is is right. not, not is is him, getting yeah. overpowered, uh, you know, then then your hands are tied to some extent. But Clark Lee, I mean, Clark Lee did a pretty good did a pretty good job. Uh, now you made a point yeah. about especially at the end of the half about putting Vaughn in that situation it's without nine, nine seconds. You just don't let that be a possibility. Hey, he made a good play on the ball. Dante Vaughn. But you know what? It's a one-on-one thing where Trevor Lawrence is going to go, I have nine seconds. I'm going to go to T. Higgins against Dante Vaughn and see what happens. It was a great catch. Dante Vaughn made his best play on the ball of, yes. a, of the year, but that's a Clemson player and, being a and, lot better. Okay, so great. He got a hand on it. Well, yeah. you you right. got to knock it down. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you, yeah. you, it can't be tipped up in the air. Dante Vaughn's pass coverage technique is just god-awful. I don't know where why the stagnation happened. I think it started last year when he, he couldn't get in. Um, now there are some injuries, but you would think that now he'd be past that. Obviously, he does not have confidence. He did not have confidence to attack the look screens where they're getting seven and eight yards on yeah. him, and he's not getting around them. It's, look, Dante Vaughn didn't lose the game, but Dante Vaughn coming in for Julian Love. And the position, 
that I will go down saying you cannot strategically with nine seconds left leave your vulnerable guy on an island. No, where all you have point. to do is not let them score a touchdown. No, that's a good point. I kept I kept yelling in your ear that if you can't make a play, then tackle the damn yeah, guy. Yeah, yes, exactly. And, yes, and, yes. and get the interference call. You just can't give up that play. But man, his technique is just awful, and he really does not know how to play the ball and the man. The ball in the air in the man, and it's just... They talk about... Terry Joseph talked about teaching, tackling guys if you're beaten. And now he wasn't totally beaten on that play, but you know when there's nine seconds left and they have 19 yards to go and you're one-on-one, if you tackle the guy, they're at the 10-yard line with about four seconds left and they're probably going to have to kick the field goal. Right. It's just... It's no, situational it's just football. A, it's not why they lost, but right. it's a, it no, was it, annoying it, to me. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> well, they were in it... And, you know, then as the game progresses, it just gets you, gets you know you know yeah. ETN's going to break a long run. Yeah. The same way Dexter Williams would break a long run right. against Notre Dame opponents. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that's coming. It's only a matter of time. I give you know. I just want to say this, and and you know, we're we're planning on was it was a Saturday? We're planning on another podcast on Thursday just right. to kind of summarize and look forward a little bit mm-hmm. with the whole season, but. I mean, Coney and Tranquil to the very end are absolutely out there pounding, you know, and, and throwing their bodies around. I, I, at a certain point, I'm like, take Tranquil out. The, yeah. the last thing that that kid needs after everything that he's given to Notre Dame is a, is a cheap injury at the end of his collegiate career. Uh, but, of course, he wouldn't have come out. He wouldn't no. have wanted no, to no, come no. out. That's so why Tranquil. Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, I give them a lot of credit. Deji had a good day. Tillery and Bonner, you know, against the run were really, really solid. Uh, Gilman made a lot of plays in the, as a tackler, but he got stuck in some situations yeah, where he a, can't keep up with a with a Justin Ross or, or or T Higgins, and you know I just maybe this is maybe I know Notre Dame fans get so upset, but my God, I mean maybe Notre Dame can't be the best football team in the country, right? But my one takeaway from this is they again just didn't play that well either. Like maybe they maybe they're Maybe they're not coached to play that well. Maybe they don't believe in it as much as we think. Maybe they're just not fast and strong enough. They didn't play that well. They didn't play. They played they didn't well play for well. a quarter. It's right. four quarter. Like people say, "Well, we showed up." <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course, what are you doing if you're not you're showing the up? It's, it's, show, it's got to be more than the first quarter. Yeah, it was. It's that it's progress since it 2012. Progress. <laughs> it looked like they were in the game, and then Dante, you know, Julian Love went out, and we thought, "Oh, I can't lose because of this." They didn't. They just they weren't as good as Clemson. And what we feared the entire last five weeks is that Clemson's defensive line would overrun the offensive line. We were ridiculed for not believing in an offensive <laughs> for line. For not having faith. That we've I mean, talked fa- about for two months is not at the level of a playoff team, the offensive line. I just want to make this point. We're, we're, faith, is, faith is what my eyes see in evaluating teams. I, we have a responsibility to trust what our eyes say about the opponent, too. Yes, I don't. I'll never understand the the house, the home team can't pick against the home team. Why would we analyze anything? Why would I? Watch, why would we pick? Why, why pick, do we watch six games of tape in December instead right, of just why, hanging out? Why? I mean, why even pick the games? That's absolutely that. That's insane to even to even think that. And you know, the point is not. Look, you and I are Notre Dame graduates and born and raised in South Bend. We we obviously we would like Notre Dame yeah. to win the game. I don't know how you don't separate it. We have to. It's our job to separate it. It's that. it's it absolutely is. And I don't I don't want to go on and no, on. No, because about we were totally right. We thought it'd be close. Yeah. <laughs> we really, well, I, mean, yeah. I just thought it would be better. Yeah, and actually a better Pete, game. Pete, Pete was the was the closest in evaluating how the game uh, Yeah they would get away. You yeah. know, would would evolve. So um you know a couple things Notre Dame five of seventeen on third down seemed like a hell of a lot worse than that. Yeah. 
Um, Clemson's third downs, all there fifty percent, but it was <laughs> debilitating touchdowns. So that that obviously those exacerbate your situation when it's yeah. third down and they're scoring. Yeah, you? no doubt. Five hundred thirty-eight yards total offense. Notre Dame's two forty-eight. So that's that's a two hundred ninety-yard advantage. Which you know, I just thought that it had more than two hundred forty yards of total offense. You know, you could give me any rushing any rushing number you wanted going into the game today. Say. Anyone can tell me any number. Dexter Williams had 10 yards. I mean, oh, that's good. I can see that. Yeah. But you couldn't tell me 248 yeah, total. And you, and you had to, we talked all, we talked for four weeks about their safeties and finding a way to exploit them and their linebackers that you can beat them in the running game. Chip Long didn't come up with it and or Ian Book didn't find the open receivers. Again, I need, I, I mean, we need to see the replays of these things to know fully. That's why we don't do podcasts right after the game <laughs> yeah, generally. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a chance to evaluate. But Trevor Lawrence is outstanding Man, you want to talk yeah. about you want to talk about passing the eye test, seeing that dude on the field before the game. That's one impressive six foot six kid strutting around the field. He was strutting too, because he, you know, I mean, he knows he yeah. knows how good he is. I, I love the, I just, I like his demeanor and the way he carries himself. Um, he was pretty complimentary in post game at Notre Dame too. Right, he said they changed I, up a lot of stuff. We no, and I include that. And, I include yeah. that in in my in my compliments mm-hmm. of him because you know he's an 18, 19 year old yeah. kid and he's. He's poised in that situation, too. Clemson's great. Clemson, Alabama, as we're recording this right now, Alabama's up 11 with six minutes to go in a game, so I assume they're going to win. Uh, And the two best teams in the country are playing. There's no surprise. We've known it all year. We knew it before the year started. We knew it when last year ended. those Those two are superior teams. Ohio State's usually right there. Georgia has now emerged. Oklahoma, you you have to say Oklahoma's emerged, although their defense is ridiculously poor. They're hanging in here against Alabama, all things considered, uh, defensive-wise. Yeah, Clemson, since the Syracuse close call, has beaten everybody by at least 20 points. Boston College was 20 points. The next closest game was Notre Dame. I'm sorry, South Carolina was 21, and then Notre Dame was Well, the six games after Syracuse, they outscored their opponents 302 to 48. Yeah, I mean, they're just... It's, and I, there's some bad teams in there, Louisville sure, and Florida State. Sure, but they did what State, they're but, supposed to do. We, Notre Dame is yeah. beating Florida State. And you one can't of the, if, you're, if you're Clemson, too. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> one of the stats that I threw out in the, the numbers-crunching story on, on, on game day was that Notre Dame had scored like 102 or 104 points in the second quarter, and Clemson had 194 I mean, that's all, you know, so the, after that first quarter, you know, you always talk about adjustments. Yeah. Obviously, they're making, they're probably making some adjustments. I don't know how many points they scored in the second quarter against Louisville. Right. right. They scored right. 77, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they had four touchdowns, and I don't know. But, um, you know, they're extremely well coached. Those guys have been around forever. Chip Long was out coached. I wouldn't, see, wouldn't say Clark Lee was out coached. In the future, I mean, we think that every one of those 50 50 choices by players with eligibility they may hit them all julian. yeah i uh julian loves seemed to <laughs> in, well he indicated by saying we'll be better next year but i mean he, you know you can say that about your program yeah um i know there was speculation on the message board that he was preserving himself when he got hurt i don't know way that at all, but, net, um, net, that's yeah, not I, who julian yeah, love is there's head, no you know, way there's, now you might be able to get comebacks from something faster of course but that has nothing to do with not wanting to compete in the game because Julian Love wants to win a football right, game. Right, right, right. All right, well, um, I mean, we could go on. And, yeah, and, there's and, a little and, our lamenting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, everybody saw it, and they yeah. know. And we wanted, to, we wanted to put out a message here tonight. And, um, you know, I think the future is still bright for Notre Dame. But 
they were fun to watch this year too. Yeah, they were. That's let's the disappointing not thing is you really wanted more yeah. from tonight because they were fun to watch. But let's not throw away everything they accomplished this I year. Know. I mean, let's be realistic about it. Notre Dame had a great year and has had two. Last year wasn't great because of the way it ended, but I mean they're twenty-two and four Very in the last good. two yeah. years, and, and Brian Kelly is doing things that he hadn't done in the previous, you know, seven years. So let's give him credit for that. Recognize where they need to get better. They need another year with Matt Bayless. They'll be better for that. And uh, they need we'll, those guys back. Yeah, they really do. They, yeah, they, they could use. Yeah, they, they could yeah, use they a home do. run on this one. Or they a, do. A they're, slam, they're still I mean. not going to have Coney Tillery and right. and Tranquil, but yeah. yeah, but you know, so be it. So anyway. That's it uh, for tonight's Irish Illustrated Insider. Thanks for joining us. Irish Illustrated Insider is brought to you by Anderson, Augustino, and Keller, Attorneys at Law, with offices in South Bend, Indiana, serving the local community's legal needs with a diverse and innovative group of lawyers. Let their team be your edge on legal matters. Contact the lawyers at Anderson, Augustino, and Keller at 574 588-1510 or visit their webpage at aaklaw.com